You're listening to SBS News. More than seven months after the findings of the Albanese government's review of the immigration system, the Prime Minister says it's very close to announcing the new strategy. The 200-page report, led by former Public Service Chief Martin Parkinson, outlined the case for major reform of the system to stop Australia becoming a nation of permanently temporary residents where underpayment and exploitation can arise. The first major review of the immigration system in 35 years found that temporary skilled migration had helped to fill labour skill gaps while boosting economic growth but found that it was not effectively targeted to either current or future needs of Australia. The report also found the immigration backlog and ageing technology systems in home affairs reflected the severity of the problems. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says those findings will be reflected in the government's migration strategy this week. What we know is that we need to have a migration system that enables Australia to get the skills that we need, but make sure the system is working in the interests of all Australians. We had a a once-in-a-generation review of the migration system by Dr Martin Parkinson, the former head of the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet, and it found that it was a deliberate decision to neglect the system and that it was so badly broken, according to Mr Parkinson, it required a 10-year rebuild. Well, we are determined to fix this. 13 months after Australia's borders were reopened to overseas arrivals, net overseas migration has accounted for 81% of population growth in the year to March 2023. The country's population grew by 454,400 people, driven by a larger number of arrivals versus departure and reflecting the transition of international students returning after two years of closed borders. That effect is expected to be temporary as departures of international students start to return to previous levels. Budget forecasts have net migration falling substantially by the end of this financial year, but still well above the pre-pandemic average. The migration intake level is something, Mr Albanese says, the federal government wants to get right. There was always going to be a jump post-COVID in our migration numbers. And the net figures for population are, of course, lower than that was projected to be in place by now uh, before the global pandemic ensured that our borders were shut. But what we know is that we need to have a migration system that enables Australia to get the skills that we need, but make sure the system is working in the interests of all Australians. He says the Parkinson Review identified cases of exploitation of the migration system by international students, and the government will be looking to put a stop to that. What we have seen in the Parkinson Review and other reviews of migration indicated this. People are coming here, enrolling in uh, courses that don't really add substantially to either their skills base or to... Uh, the national interest here. So it's not in the interests of our neighbours, nor is it in the interests of Australia uh, that there not be a crackdown on this. 
About 250,000 former students are staying in Australia on a variety of temporary post-study and pandemic visas. From September, the 408 COVID visa began to be phased out, ahead of full closure in February 2024. The federal opposition spokesperson on immigration, Dan Tian, says post-pandemic he doesn't think the government has handled the migration policy well. Get rid of the COVID visa starting tomorrow. They should have done it six months ago. They need to reduce the number of international students. They should have done that months ago. But what we've seen is them sitting on their hands doing nothing over a half a million people coming here in 12 months when you've got a rental crisis, you've got a housing crisis, people can't see the GP. It's a mess of the government's own making. Deloitte analyst on immigration issues Fiona Webb says the link between migration levels and cost of living pressures is not clear cut. It's a really tricky one. And if you look at the student visa cohort, um, there's been a real drive for the student visa holders to physically be present in Australia and return to Australia. Now, that's absolutely put a strain on different aspects of the economy, um, particularly housing has been a key factor. Um, but again, we have to balance it out that, that any of our migrants are also contributors to the economy from, from the point of view of spending, they pay taxes, there, there is a, the, the net benefit as well. So it, it, it's really hard to unscramble that egg in terms of knowing kind of which of the factors are, are linking in to driving things like cost of living pressures and potential recession factors. She says the increase in migration levels following the pandemic is there, but it shouldn't be blown out of proportion. In this current program year, we will be slightly above pre-pandemic levels. The next program year, we will even out though, and we're likely to go back to numbers which are probably a little bit lower than prior to the pandemic. She says getting the skilled migration settings right will be key to ensuring the system works well. From a skills perspective, there is still an absolute need uh, in our economy for more people who are working and contributing. So it's difficult to look at migration as one of the factors. Um, it, it definitely plays a part, but the, the overall benefit of migration to Australia in terms of contribution to our workforce also has to be taken into account when we look at this. The full details of the overhaul to the immigration system, including new rules for temporary visa holders, is expected to be unveiled on Monday by Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill. Ruth McHugh-Dillon, SBS News.